This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about multitasking perhaps better, the myth of multitasking. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Great. Are you multitasking right now? No. Good. I'm not. I don't. I, I rarely multitask while we podcast. <laughs> You're not like looking at Facebook while we're talking. No, I'm literally sitting on my hands, so I can't. <laughs> um, but I think I'm also sitting on my hands because they're cold. Because <laughs> I had to turn my space heater off so it wouldn't make any noise while oh. we're podcasting. Um, but now, how about you? Are you multitasking? I am not. Excellent. I'm not even I'm not even petting Cleo the cat. Oh, wow. Well, good. Yeah. She's she's on a chair next to me and I'm keeping my hands off of her. And when you said you were sitting on your hands, I sat on my hands, so I wouldn't be tempted. <laughs> Here we, we might as well be wearing straight jackets while we pause. I know. I'm like, uh, what am I, a 3-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that that is sort of the point. It multitasking is so um like it's it's there's like a siren song of doing it that draws you to it and it's so tempting. It is so tempting. Yeah. So we have to physically restrain ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only good if we're doing a task that doesn't require hands, like podcasting. Right. Luckily, yeah. it doesn't. Although, right. I even though we're podcasting, I generally talk with my hands a lot. So, oh, that's true. You do. <laughs> so that I feel like I'm not fully expressing myself. Right. I may I may have to release my hands so that I, you know. Get so everyone gets like the full meaning of what I'm saying, even though they can't see it. <laughs> right. It'll come through in your voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should wear jangly bangles. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So what What do you think about multitasking? What, what What's your experience with it? Well, I, like many people, tend to want to maximize my time by multitasking. And I do multitask regularly when I watch television, because I typically knit when I watch TV or Mm -hmm. sometimes this um, political season, I've been writing, I've been, I was writing postcards to voters to get out the vote. uh And I do know that when I knit, I can usually do those things simultaneously um, without much trouble. But with mm-hmm. the postcards, I was like, I was watching, you know, appropriately, I was watching the West Wing while I was writing postcards to voters. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I was pretty much missing half of everything on West Wing. 
because I had to focus on the post handwriting the postcards and right. so the West Wing lost out. Right. Um, yeah. So I know that it's um, uh, not particularly beneficial. I know we're going to get into that, but I wanted to talk about real briefly this this uh, session I went to at. Um, the comp- my professional conference, the NAPO conference this year in April or May, and there was this great session called well, I think it was called Multitasking Makes You Stupid, and um, <laughs> it was yeah, it's presented by uh, an organizer in Seattle named Debbie Rosemont, who's all kinds of awesome, and she passed out a worksheet to everybody in the room that had simple math problems on it, and she said, see how many of these you can do in thirty seconds, and and um, there were like thirty problems on the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And then she said, while you're doing that, I'm going to just be uh, saying some phrases. So I'm all competitive, right? And I'm good at arithmetic. So I'm all focused on the math and speeding through it. And um, I actually got it all done. That was my goal. (laughs) (laughs) And then she started asking us for some of the phrases that she said. And I couldn't come up with any. Uh, other people could, but like the per- my friend I was sitting next to, she couldn't get through all 30 of the of the questions, I mean the math problems, but she could say some of the phrases. So it was very clear. It was such a strong example of how I could not do those two things at once and effectively. And at the, um, it, it really helped me in this last six months or so to try to be try to not multitask I've been trying harder not to do it Mm -hmm. yeah because I mean what a what an experience like what a visceral experience like it's so just to really know how little you can pay attention to two things at once one is going to suffer and and that's sort of the thing I think about multitasking is that what what most of us think of as multitasking is really rapid switching. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you would have had to go back and forth, which it sounds like what um, your friend next to you did, you know, went back and forth between listening and working on the math problems mm-hmm. and, you know, wasn't particularly effective at either, but did mm-hmm. a little bit of both. Um, or you completely turned out the what she was saying and did really well on the math problems, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a, such a, um, such a good example of, of why focus matters. Right. And so whether we know it or not, we're making a choice between those things because we can only really do one thing at a time. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, unless I was going to say, it seems like I can knit and watch TV effectively. Well, so there is something called um, concurrent multitasking, which is um, when you you actually can do two things at once because they are using sort of different um, sort of different systems of your body. Like I think you're a good enough knitter that you don't have to use a lot of cognitive resources to knit. Right. Right, and, and if I right, it's true. If I if I, I used to say that there are certain things I could knit while I was watching, um, let's say twenty four back in the day, it would have mm-hmm. to be really easy knitting if I was going to focus on twenty four, and uh, certain things that I could only watch on TV that I didn't really wasn't 
hard to listen to. God, I'm saying right. that poorly, but right. Sometimes <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Sometimes when I knit, I have to sing. Uh, I can't multitask effectively, but sometimes I can if it's easy knitting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and you know, it's sort of funny where you're saying that. I I was just thinking about um, this past weekend. I had a big stack of paperwork to go through, and it wasn't very taxing work. It was just sort of you know, going through the mail and filing things and and recycling stuff and just kind of getting through a stack of things. And um, it was really hard for me to keep my attention on it. And I actually um, put on an episode of Parenthood, which I've watched and I'm familiar with. And so it was just, it was, that was like just enough. I didn't really have to pay attention to it, but it, it was sort of like having friends in the room. It was like body doubling. You were body doubled by the Braverman family. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mr. Mr. Oh, what was the teacher? Oh, Mr. Sear. <laughs> right. He was body doubling you. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. We, we should maybe explain what body doubling oh. is because if you don't know, it sounds weird. It does sound a little dirty, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, especially when it's with Mr. Sear. Yeah, you wish. Um, <laughs> body doubling is something we talk about in the study of chronic disorganization where uh, people can, some people benefit from having a quiet, calm presence that allows them to do organizing tasks that they can't do on their own, but they don't, uh, but the organizer doesn't do much. You might gently, quietly take paper from them client but mm-hmm. it's hard for a lot of organizers to do because it requires a, a lot of stillness um and not uh, you're sitting around I'm, i excel at sitting around so i'm good at it but <laughs> yeah which is be- good because i that i do very well with body doubling and do very poorly with being asked a lot of questions yes and organizing. we've discovered that haven't we yes yeah <laughs> yeah which yeah, was so. shocking to discover when i found myself getting completely freaked out by you asking me questions who like, like shut up janine <laughs> but like you're like the kindest, most compassionate, also sort of dispassionate, neutral person. You know, you're, you're, it's, and it felt like you were interrogating me. Yeah. It was such yeah. a weird discovery, but we're, uh, we're a little bit off topic. <laughs> right. And, and you're, you're special that way. But yeah, so, so, but having somebody there helps you maintain focus. And I love the idea that having the Braverman family from parenthood there helps you maintain focus. <laughs> and we've done it on the right. phone, right? We've been on the phone together where we were working independently on clearing, you know, clearing off our desks or whatever. Well, that's what, um, that's how Declutter Happy Hour got oh, started. That's true. And that led to the podcast. We would so. do that. And then we collaborated on that um, sort of combination live e-course thing. And then, you know, we collaborated on other things and then here we are right right but so but i but i brought that up as an example of concurrent um concurrent multitasking um because the other thing that is a really common example of it is um uh 
like walking or you know walking or running on a treadmill or you know working on a working out on a piece of exercise equipment and reading or watching tv or listening to something at the same time mm-hmm. um but even because you know you're you don't have to think a lot to make your body move the way you need to when you're exercising um but a lot of people think that they're doing concurrent multitasking when they're driving and listening to something, but a lot of times they're actually rapid shifting. Oh, I was just about to ask you that. I was just thinking about how some people who are listening to this might be driving right now, and I know I listen to podcasts all the time while I'm driving. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you saying that that's not a great idea? Well, I'm saying um, be mindful when you're doing it. If you're in a driving situation, like say traffic, mm-hmm. um, it's probably best to to not be listening to anything. And you know, I mean, we've we've all sort of listened to the radio, but you can tune in and out of music and um, and even you know, like if you're listening to NPR or something like that, like you can tune in and out of that. It doesn't require the same level of following you know the continuity of thought that listening to a podcast or Mm -hmm. like a book on tape or something like that and people do it all the time and um but when start to when you start to pay attention you'll notice that you're sort of going back and forth yeah yeah it's true and i guess i guess it's situational right so you're driving in new york city traffic you might not want to be listening to something like a podcast but if you're driving across kansas it might be okay Mm -hmm. Um, well and and it also depends on what you're listening to and your purpose mm -hmm. in listening to it you know Mm -hmm. if it's just entertainment and you're not trying to you know get more out of it or you know follow uh, or you know you're not doing it for deeper education or something like that that requires more thoughtfulness than Mm -hmm. you know have at it right (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's definitely worth paying attention to Um, and that's one of the things that um, I remember reading uh, because Oregon recently changed their law with cell phones and um, they've had a um, um, a law that you had to use a hands-free device for Mm -hmm. you know a number of years but for whatever reason a lot of people took that to mean that they could hold their phone up to their mouth but not their ear and use the speakerphone (laughs) like do you not understand the words hands and free together (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so they changed the law and now it is you cannot touch your phone not even while stopped at a stoplight. Right. Yeah, so I know. You it's, can... it's terrifying to, for me to drive in Oregon because you guys have so many rules <laughs> that, yeah. that I can't, I'm always afraid I'm breaking the law. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that one's, that one's a toughie. I mean, I, I only experience it when I'm in Oregon and Washington, um, the not touching at all at stop signs, but mm-hmm. I bet it means that you have fewer people not noticing that the light has changed. 
Right. Well, no, because what they're doing is they're holding their phones down low so they're not visible. But everyone can tell, like, no one is looking at their emergency brake, you know, in between the seats. They're looking at their phone down there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a big secret. But, um, you know, I just started using um, the iPhone operating system has a do not disturb while driving Mm-hmm. And um, I just started using that this week, mm-hmm. and I have it set to go on when my phone um, connects to my car Bluetooth. Mm. And so your phone's connecting so that maybe you're hearing something. Like so I can I can take a call through. or make a call oh. if I use Siri if I don't touch my phone. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, but I uh, if someone texts me they get a text back that says um, I'm using do not disturb while driving and I will get back to them when I'm stop when I um, when it's safe to stop or you know whatever when my drive is over I can't remember it, what it says right it, it um, what about your notification on your Apple watch that also goes on do not disturb I assume it does because I, I have them set to mirror each other right um, and how do you find it? Are you glad you're doing that? I am glad I'm doing it because it's then I don't have to use any cognitive energy to resist looking at the text or the notification that pops up on my screen. Because that's the other thing it does is it blocks notifications. Right. Yeah, so my, like, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I won't. I have a lot of notifications turned off right now, but. Um, you know the few that I have on, I they they just don't pop up, and so I'm not tempted to illegally touch my phone and see what it said. <laughs> right. It's nice of the of Apple to make that easier for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My husband has that on his phone, and um, as the texter, I find it annoying. Like he'll text me right just as he's pulling away uh-huh. somewhere, and then I answer, and he says, "I'm on Do Not Disturb." Sorry, oh. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but I understand the value of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's also a um, a thing where if you text back, if you get that message and you text back urgent, your text will go through. Yeah, but it's never urgent. <laughs> of course, so it's I'm not. not right. <laughs> <laughs> so why do I care? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but so I've been this last week. Um, I've been using a lot of technology to um, reduce the impulse to multitask. You've been um, using technology to reduce the distraction of technology? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Uh, that's, that's uh, I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay, and also, ooh, weird. <laughs> Yeah, because I know Apple has the screen time thing, which tells you right. what, how much, all I know about, all I've used it for is to see how much time I've spent the previous week, and I was on on my phone, and I was mm-hmm. thinking just the other day when I was looking at it, why are they doing this? Like, this doesn't seem like it would benefit them to keep us aware of how much time we're spending on our phone. Yeah, because um, I was shocked. Yeah. And that's too. when I started using it. 
Yeah, tell because me how you can you use it. So you can set um, you can set limitations, time limits um, for different types of apps. So you can set a time limit for social media. You can set a time limit for news. You can set a time limit for games. Um, and you can also set apps that are always available no matter what. Um, and then what happens when you it gives you a five minute warning before you hit your limit. And then when you hit your limit, the screen goes blank and it comes up and says that you've hit your limit. And then you can choose to get another reminder in 15 minutes or you can choose to lift the limit for the rest of the day. Or you can just stop. Or you can just stop. Right. Yeah. And this are things like face. Well, I don't, you don't have Facebook on your phone, but this is things like what? Games and Facebook. Um, Yeah. So, well, yeah. And other social media like, Mm -hmm. you know, Twitter or um, Instagram. And I have the limits set pretty low. So that essentially what I end up doing is giving myself, if I want to, go on social media, I'm giving myself a 15 minute block of time. And then I have to choose again, whether or not I want to spend mm. more time or not. Um, so the limit and, is, is, is um, not like a daily limit. It's like a session limit. Well, there's a daily limit. And then once you hit that, so oh, my daily limit for social minutes. media is, um, I think I have it set at 20 minutes right now. Mm, I see. Um, which is really not very long for our no, day and age. <laughs> no. And so then you're doing 15-minute chunks after that because that's what they offer you. Right. I see. Right. Okay. And it's, so, and the reason, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's taking all my self-control not to pick up my phone and check this out. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> I have my Good. hands clutched together. <laughs> <laughs> and you can always sit on them again if you have them. That's right. Well, they're clutched between my legs. My oh. <laughs> you get the picture, right? um, yeah, so it's the it is helping me. You know, we're we're talking about all of this stuff in the in the um, context of multitasking because usually what ends up happening is that we multitask because of distraction, mm-hmm. and so by limiting your distractions, you reduce the urge to multitask well you don't reduce the urge to multitask you you reduce the ability to multitask right or the sort of provocations that encourage you to want to multitask to mindlessly multitask yeah i mean right but that but some people um i think multitask because they think it makes them more productive right and and i think that's the thing with perfectionists is that they that I should say we have a tendency to want to multitask because you know you want to get everything done you um, have a lot of commitments maybe you're overcommitted you don't want to disappoint anyone you're trying to fit everything in and so you know you're cooking dinner on Facebook while you know talking to your mother or whatever cooking dinner on Facebook? No, cooking dinner while you have Facebook open. Oh, got it. (laughs) 
you know, like you might have my iPad open or my phone open, and I and I don't I don't do this anymore because I don't have Facebook on my phone. But you know, it's not hard for me to imagine like having a device near me that has social media open on it mm-hmm. while I'm cooking dinner, and then you know maybe I have my AirPods in, so I'm also talking on the phone at the same time. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm usually, I don't cook much, but when I do, I almost always am listening to something, a podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels I feels more productive. I was listening to a podcast while I emptied the dishwasher this morning. Because yeah. why would well, I want to mindfully empty the dishwasher? <laughs> Have a moment <laughs> of peace in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but and so interestingly, that's one of the ways to deal with multitasking is to be mindful mm-hmm. and to, to choose to be mindful and practice being mindful because it, it's it's a muscle that you have to strengthen that focus. Right. It, 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 right. And first you're strengthening the muscle of, of self-control. <laughs> and then right. you're strengthening the focus. It's true that I think a lot of the things that we do around the house, um, we probably we would benefit if we did them more mindfully, so that we would experience them rather than mm-hmm. just getting them over with. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, thinking about laundry and stuff like that. I could enjoy laundry more if I actually felt the clothes in my hands. Maybe, you know, rather than just rushing through it while I listen right. to music or a podcast. Yeah, um, I know yeah. that that. Well, uh, oh, uh, if you, I was going to get off mindfulness, so if you were going to say something about mindfulness, don't let me interrupt you. Um, no, I think <laughs> you know. I it's 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 especially difficult for people who are prone to distraction. But I guess I I do have one more thing to say. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, that. The thing to remember about mindfulness or meditation isn't the, you're not trying to clear your mind. You want to just keep returning to the focus. Like if you're focusing on your breathing or say you were going to use unloading the dishwasher as a mindfulness practice, when you notice that your mind has wandered um, to return your attention back to unloading the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people who haven't done much meditation or mindfulness practice get tripped up by that. Like they think I can never quiet my mind. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the, the side effect will be your mind will get more quiet over time, but the goal isn't to quiet your, isn't to, um, keep your mind quiet for the whole time. Right. That's good to know because it does feel impossible to keep your mind quiet. And I I don't meditate frequently, but I have that experience. So I know just what you're talking about. Although I will say there are a number of times on the podcast you, um, over the months, you've said things that make me think, ah, I really would like to get into a meditation practice. So, well, one of these days. I... Yeah, it and the starting with one minute, I'm now regularly meditating 10 or 
10 minutes or so in the morning. Oh, wonderful. Um, my, my goal is only five minutes, but I, um, I use an app called Insight Timer. And, um, and so I, I just close my eyes and do my meditation. And then when I feel like I'm done, then I look and see how long I've been doing it. Oh, and then, and, and wow, that's, to me, that's very significant. If you, if your goal is five minutes and you go twice that long without even realizing it, sounds like you're, you're really meditating. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check out Insight Timer. I'm not writing it down though. <laughs> well, but, but you know what? Interestingly enough, that is one of the things that can help, um, is, that when you get distracted is to make a note of whatever's distracting you, but return to what your primary activity is. Makes sense. Cause otherwise I just wrote it down. Otherwise I would be trying busy trying to remember insight timer. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then that pulls you away. Right. Um, yeah, so certainly that's true of all manner of things, isn't it? Where if you get distracted by something, jot it down. We, I call it put it in a parking lot. I mean, this is a thing in genealogy all the time. Distractions are. And mm-hmm. um, so I say put it in a parking lot, come back to it uh, later on, but jot it down so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I use, yeah, it uh, makes a big difference. Yeah. I use a timer a lot in my life have for many years um, to keep me focused on a single task it's usually around order or um, creating order or like dealing with my email um, if I tell things I don't want to do other also I mean I like creating order but mm-hmm. also things that I don't want to do I'll say okay I'll do this for 10 minutes and if I set a timer for 10 minutes, I have a fighting chance of actually focusing on it for 10 minutes. Um, and with email, 10 minutes is a long time. You can get a lot of email dealt with. Yeah. Well, um, and the other thing I do, which probably doesn't make much sense, but I do it. I look at the clock. So right now, <laughs> my clock is 26 after the hour. Uh-huh. And I would set my timer for four minutes or nine minutes so that when the timer was up, it was zero or five after the hour an increment of five. Oh, no good no good reason for it but i find it satisfying <laughs> <laughs> well but you know that's sort of interesting because i sort of feel like it being a novel amount of time somehow makes it more appealing i don't know why could be i think it's about ending on a in a interval of five that's appealing mm-hmm but I don't know why that either. But it works for me. And yeah, I, I do this many times a day. I set a timer. Yeah. So well, my and life you've, got better with smartphones. Go ahead. You've received a fair number of photos from me when I will text you a before picture and then I will text you a 15 minutes later picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> of, you know, my desk or my closet or, you know, what have you. Yeah, it's highly satisfying. It I is. have a playlist on my phone that's clean the office for 30 minutes so it's it's 30 minutes of upbeat songs that uh, oh that's awesome yeah and now they're so ingrained that i i have to start cleaning my office when i hear that when i hear the first (laughs) (laughs) it would just be wrong not to 
Exactly. I can't. I can't just sit and listen to that song. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> timers um, help me single task. Is that a word? Single task. Um, yeah, I think they call it monotask, but oh, I like single task. I like single task better. <laughs> or you know, focus. <laughs> that it's even better. <laughs> Agreed. That's I know that that um, when I am trying to focus on like work at my computer, um, I turn off notifications, and that definitely helps me. The combination of using that "Do Not Disturb" feature at the, at the top of my Mac and yeah. setting a timer it helps me a whole lot. Yeah, and and you know. Y- using all of those tools at your disposal i think it's really easy for people and i suspect that perfectionists um fall into this trap um more often than not but it's really easy to think that you shouldn't need you know crutches or or tools or whatever that you should just be able to do it with willpower mm-hmm. and um that's really not very productive use all the tools at your disposal yeah why not make it as easy as possible for yourself by using all these wonderful tools that we have and don't worry about making sure you have the best tool just use the tool right because that's the other thing i mean there are so many apps out there that can help you that it sometimes gets overwhelming to choose one but uh doesn't have to be the perfect app because that's one of the nice things about apps is they're inexpensive and low commitment if you don't if you find a better one yeah well and also um for years i had a kitchen timer on my desk Mm -hmm. and um i would use that and i used that long after i had a um a smartphone with a timer feature was it it just tick 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 timer did no, it was a digital one. Ah, uh-huh. Oh, interesting that you used it after your smartphone. After you had Yeah, it. it wasn't until I got an Apple Watch that I really started using my using a device as a timer. Huh. For whatever to... reason talking to my watch and asking, I'm not going to say it cuz it'll it'll work, but <laughs> asking my watch to set a timer for 5 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever somehow is easy and I find sort of fun and enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny I never talk to my watch. I mean, I use the timer feature on it a lot, but I always touch that, but I I talk to my phone. And oh, I, I set I a timer. I watch all the time. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> I I used to use the time timer some before, back in the day. I would I had a time oh, timer yeah. app on my computer that gave you a visual representation of the passage of time. But it always got buried under the many many um, uh, applications and tabs I have open. Windows. That's the word I was looking for. It was never. Yeah handy um but with my phone you know uh it it answers all my needs yeah i love my phone i wonder if we maybe in the show notes we can include um some links to some of our favorite focusing apps that might be helpful right yeah i think that's a great idea 
Um, the other thing that I shared this with you earlier is um, that I had a Facebook memory pop up today that was yeah. really interesting timing. Um, apparently on November 8th, which is when we're recording this, not when you're hearing it, um, uh, in 2009, I, and I'm guessing this was a tweet that came up on my on Facebook back in the day when you I had them linked or something I don't remember um, but I mentioned that I was uh, working on a novel for National Novel Writing Month and that I wrote while at the gym and at the movies yeah when, when you shared that with me I didn't even understand what that meant Right, in movies. Like, what does that mean? So you wrote, you made notes on a device. Well, excuse me, while you were watching a movie. Apparently, I've I have I have a very vague recollection of this. Once I read this, especially when I read the part about that I wrote on my BlackBerry. Yeah, I don't remember you having a BlackBerry. I have no recollection of that. But I thought I never thought you had short hair either. Um, Yeah, that's amazing. That's multitasking. Yeah, Uh, so I said that I wrote on my BlackBerry at the movies. um, uh, And I emailed it to myself to cut and paste into the manuscript that I was writing. Well, you were really thinking about that novel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that something in the movie made me think of something. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, and then later I said that um, I think the only true multitasking is writing while on cardio equipment at the gym. Otherwise, it's really rapid attention shifting, which I'm not sure is always very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I would when yeah. I, when I would write a novel, I don't think I thought about it much in between my sixteen hundred word writing sessions. But maybe I did. I don't know. No, I did. I'm sure. Anyway, that's amazing. It's I love that it came up today. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, which reminds you... me, one yeah. last thing about multitasking. Uh-huh. Apparently multitasking and I think in the study it was um, uh, answering questions or writing while um, getting notifications that emails were coming in Mm -hmm. lowers your IQ more than smoking pot oh wow that's sort of hard to imagine first of all that actually lowers your IQ is that a is that a snapshot in time IQ or is that a yeah the 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 study they had um, people take an IQ test while um, in a quiet room with nothing going on and then they had them take an IQ test with um, uh, email notifications coming in yeah interesting and then did they have them take an IQ test while they were high <laughs> no, they just uh, you know other research has shown oh. that uh, that I think um, I can't remember how much smoking pot lowers your IQ, oh. um, 
but they found that multitasking lowered people's IQ 10 to 15 points. Amazing. Which is a lot. And that is just having notifications coming in. It's not reading the notifications. I mean, it's right. not going to, it's not going. No, it's just having out. the notifications come in. <laughs> which is why it's so important to avail yourself of things like do not disturb and closing unnecessary, you know, th- closing all of the programs or windows or apps or whatever you're on that aren't required for the thing that you want to focus on. Right. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Is that study, are we going to have a link to that study? Um, I, you know, I was... I was looking around. I can't find the original study. And I think it was done um, like in 2005 or something. And I couldn't find the original study. But we will have links to some other pieces that reference that study. Good enough. Yeah, that's right. Good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I'm inspired to to be more mindful and um, try to be cognizant of when I'm multitasking and then fo- and stop doing that. Look, I'm going to give it the old college try. Well, and I th- I think that you, that brings up a really good point that this is this is something you want to cultivate over time. This isn't to like mm-hmm. stop multitasking everything now, right? Because that will just drive you crazy. Um, but you know, first becoming aware of it and noticing where it may be um, an opportunity for you to choose to focus more on one task, on monotasking or single tasking, um, and and set yourself up to be successful to make it easy on yourself. Right. And know why it's important to me. We haven't said that today. But we'll oh. know why it's important to me so that I can be more um, successful at doing Well, you know, and actually we haven't said why multitasking, like not multitasking is important. Like, I don't oh. think we've said it very clearly. Um, like, well, you think you're being productive and you aren't. Right. <laughs> it's not productive. We haven't said that? Okay. Let's be blunt. It's not. You think you're being productive and you're not. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. As always, we would love to hear from you. Um, You can leave us a voicemail at... 413-424-GTGE, which is 4843. Or you can head over to our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, and uh, comment on the show notes, or we have um, links to all of our social media um, accounts there. And for now... This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. 
and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Is it just me or did you like feel the urge to multitask through the whole thing? The whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I resisted. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.